whose NBA player wedding would you want to go to? I'm going to Lou Will's wedding. You feel me? <laughs> Lemon Pepper Lou. I need the invite, Lou. You're going to be waiting a while for that wedding. You're going to be waiting a while. Lou going to have Don Juan pull up. Lou going to have everybody <laughs> and their friends pull up. I need the invite. What's up, what's up? Welcome to Certified Buckets, the can't-miss NBA podcast where we hit on all things hoops and culture, brought to you by Uninterrupted. I'm your girl, Ashley Nicole Moss, host at Sports Illustrated, basketball aficionado, sometimes Twitter troll, also queen of Knicks Twitter and all things Knicks fandom, and the biggest Dallas Cowboy fan that you know. But look, this is a basketball podcast, so I'm not going to go ahead and bring up them boys. But I am not alone. I got Lethal Shooter with me. I got Chris, a.k.a. Humble Brag. So go ahead and introduce yourselves, fellas. Lethal, kick things off. What's going on, everybody? Y'all already know Chris Matthews, a lot of you know me as Lethal Shooter, um, NBA, WNBA trainer, um, trick shots, whatever it is to the art of shooting, whatever it is to the game of basketball. I love it. Um, I'm excited to start with you guys. What's going on, y'all? You probably know me on Twitter as Chris Splash. This is Christian Winfield, a.k.a. Certified Crypto Boy. Uh, I'm the Brooklyn Nets beat reporter at the New York Daily News, covering all things Nets, Knicks, NBA, and uh, I'm ready to get it going, so let's get it, Ashley. Oh, here we go. Here Sorry, we go. you said Nets. I got, a little, I got a little tickle in my throat. I guess I'm allergic to that word. I'm not quite You're sure. You're allergic to championship basketball? Uh, is last that, time is I that checked, there ain't no championship banners hanging in the Barclays, sir, so listen, moving on. Listen, there will be soon. So now that we got that out of the way and we went ahead and plugged ourselves like we always do let's kick it off the show with a little thing we like to call three on five all right y'all change ball it's time for our host to go three on five Make sure you guys go ahead and subscribe to our podcast wherever you happen to be listening. Give us that five-star rating. And also, make sure you follow us on social media at Certified Buckets. There's no vowels in the word buckets, by the way, because we're too cool for all that. That's on Instagram and Twitter. Interact with us. Shoot us a DM. Slide in my DMs. You know, whatever the case may be. Maybe you'll even hear that comment on air the next show. You might get lucky. Who knows? Every episode of Certified Buckets will start off like this. The three of us taking on five headlines from the basketball world and beyond. So let's kick things off right now with topic number one. It's the story on everybody's mind. Everybody's talking about the Twitter world exploded. Not much of a secret, but training camp is a week away and Ben Simmons is still a 76er, at least for now. But Woj did what he did best and dropped a bomb and said that Ben Simmons will not be reporting to training camp. No surprise there. And he took it a step further and said that Ben Simmons has no intentions of ever playing another game for Philly. Christian. How do you see this situation playing out between Ben Simmons and the 76ers? I feel like there's a bunch of different sides to this, right? Number one, if you're holding out, the Sixers kind of don't have very much leverage here, right? Obviously, they have him under contract, but if he's not going to report, it's not like they can drum up his trade value. We know what we saw in the playoffs, right? We saw a guy who didn't want to shoot, who didn't want to dunk, who couldn't make free throws, and, and the jury's kind of out on what type of player he is, and we don't know what his offseason has looked like. At the same time, what are you going to be able to get for that guy at this point, right? And teams are not going to overpay because they know he wants to leave. Um, so I, I think it's going to be tough. I don't know what type of deal 
is out there for them. I propose they trade him to Indiana for Malcolm Brogdon and Karis LeVert. I think that makes sense if you add maybe a couple picks in there from Indiana because end of the day, Ben Simmons is still a generational talent type of player. Just got to have the right pieces around him. So uh, this is something that's going to drag on. We, we already know uh, that this is going to take a little while, but I hope to see it resolved by training camp because the Sixers, they're a team that want to compete for a championship, right? They want to be up there and you can't do that if your second best player isn't there. Yeah. I mean, listen, I sat down with Jalen Rose on my show and, and you know, we spoke about this very thing and he kind of said the same thing. He actually said that he would prefer if Ben Simmons reported to training camp just because it's a better look, especially with the bad taste that you left in a lot of teams' mouths, a lot of team owners, coaches, front offices after that disastrous performance in the playoffs where a seven-footer wouldn't even reach up for a dunk. It was asinine. It was absolutely ridiculous. I mean, I agree 100% about Jaden. Like, if I was a part of his camp, I'd say, look, I know you want to get out of here, but let's just show some leadership because we do want a team to take you. And I think now, you know, as a trainer and as a basketball fan myself, I feel like if I was a GM, I would be afraid to only take him because maybe you do that to us. And I think if uh, Ben showed that maturity of going to the 76ers training camp to show like, hey, guys, like, you know, I, I know I asked for a trade, but, you know, these are my guys. These are my teammates. And, and, and I'm going to do whatever it takes to be around these guys. And maybe I know you guys are going to think I'm crazy when I say this, but maybe even figure out how to be with those guys because they're a contender. You know, we, we can say we want to say about Ben not being able to shoot, not being able to make free throws. But even though he's not doing that, they're still a championship uh, contender. And um, I feel like, you know, uh, like we all know, like, I just feel like, you know, maybe he comes to that crossroad, like, you know, not to be hard on him, but like maybe, maybe Ben, you know, you step up and go back to that team to show the world that, look, I don't care what you guys have to say about me. <laughs> Lethal doesn't want to give up on the process just yet. He's still yeah. trusting the process. You know, it kind of reminds me a little bit of Evan Turner in a way where. Evan Turner was vocal about not adding that three-point shot to his to his repertoire. Mm -hmm. He's like, hey, you know, I know what it is that I do. I'm not going to do it. I'm just, I know what type of player I am. But Evan Turner wasn't a franchise cornerstone. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't a max player. Ben Simmons is that guy, right? And he's going to have to add more stuff to his game. And the shooting's going to have to be one of them. Shooting and just finishing and scoring at the rim and dominating people. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. But look, you know who um, can score and, and dominate and is like, I like to call him three to the dome. My boy, Carmelo Anthony. Yes, One time for the MSG days. We miss you, Mello. But Mello. he's making his rounds, promoting his new book, which I actually have. I cannot wait to start reading it. And he went on Chris Haynes podcast and gave his take on the whole Damian Lillard situation and basically said our conversations we're never about him wanting out of Portland. Dame is Portland. Lethal, I got to ask you, I have my, you know, feelings on this. Obviously, I have been rallying for Dame to make his way to Madison Square Garden and represent the orange and blue. He would be a god. There'd be statues built in his honor. But I have to ask you, do you think Dame finishes career as a trailblazer or is the city that drafted Dame on borrowed time? And I don't mean Dame time. Me, you know, I if Come on, put the come right, on, if, say it, say if they it, don't put say the it. Right, if they don't put the right pieces around him, he needs to go because, you know, I, I appreciate what he brings to the game, but he deserves a ring. Not saying it's not going to be with the Blazers, but the Blazers do need to, to step up to give him what's needed to, to get to that next level. Because if you think about it, they're reaching even um, goals and to get to the playoffs that they're not even supposed to re If he wasn't on that team, would they even go to the playoffs, if that makes sense? So like Dame, you know, we love you, but... 
if things don't go well this year, man, you got to you got to do what you do and get out of there, man. You got to go. I think it's interesting, too, because I say this all the time. You know, there are a lot of these NBA 100 lists or NBA top 50 lists. And Dame seems to always be outside of the top 10. And yeah. it's not because of lack of talent. Dame is Marketing. a scorer. Dame yeah. is a, an assassin. Dame, uh-huh. you do not want to see Dame in Dame time. There's, there's a reason we call it Dame time because it's always on time. But what I think keeps him out of that tier one, that top 10, the upper echelon of these basketball players is that Dame is not surrounded by the same type of talent because then when you get into the top 10, you're starting to talk about championships. You're starting to talk about multiple championships. You're starting to talk about MVPs. You're starting to talk about gold medals. You're starting to talk about all these different accolades. And because Dame is in a situation that is just a perpetual black hole of mediocrity, he is never able to kind of get into that next tier because we've never seen him in a situation that is beneficial and conducive to his skill set. And I know the perfect place for him. They have chopped cheese and, and Chinese food 24 <laughs> hours a day and five cents oh pizza and a subway system oh and every type of, you know, store you can think of, the culture, yeah. the energy, the music. Come to New York, Dame. We're waiting for you. Listen, Ashley, you know, I, I'm gonna do you one better. And I mean I think New the, York, not Brooklyn. I, I, Carry on. I, I, I understand. I think the I think the Nets are pretty good at the point guard position right now. I think the Blazers are a couple years behind this, right? They should have ex- yeah. they should have explored blowing this up maybe five years ago because there's no way this Trailblazers team was ever gonna beat Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, Kevin Durant. There's no way they're ever going to beat the Lakers the way they're presently constructed. There's no way they're going to win a championship, right? I don't see it happening. So now you're, you're kind of, Dame's gotten a little bit older, right? And, and he's going to want to win. Uh, now your options are kind of limited. Who are you going to trade him for? Do you trade him to Philly, like we were talking about, for Ben Simmons? And now you can build around that? Or do you trade him to the Knicks for R.J. Barrett and a couple of other pieces? Whoa, 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 whoa. My oh, RJ RJ's got to go. Not for RJ's got to go. My RJ's not for sale. We'll touch upon Everybody that later on. My RJ's not for sale. But I think oh, the brother. interesting thing about this, also, you have to look at this in terms of Dame, right? As a player and as a person. We've kind of, we have this weird ideology in basketball culture, right? We celebrate guys who are loyal and get it out the mud and kind of go through all these trials and tribulations to achieve these championships and just these superstar status. And then we kind of turn our nose down to the guys who we say, quote unquote, cheat the system, right? They team up super teams. They jump from team to team and and do what's best for them. But at the end of the day, basketball is a business. And Carmelo said it best. There's no loyalty in this game. And it com- it's going to come to the point for Dame, just m- much like Bradley Beal, where you sit down with yourself and say, I have given this franchise, this city, everything that I can, that I could, and it's still not working. At what point... Do you go ahead and start looking at the player too and saying you're kind of doing this to to yourself at this point because there is a way out you just don't want to take it. There's no there's there's no sympathy for Dame. You know what I'm saying? Like he he wants to be there, right? He's loyal to a fault. We had the same thing. We were saying the same thing about Giannis, right? Except he was able to actually get over the hump and win a championship. I don't think that exists in Portland for Dame. And I would love for him to prove me wrong. But if he wants a championship and he's going to continue to stay in Portland with a team that's not going to put the pieces around him, there's no sympathy for that. You got to put your foot down. Look at what James Harden did. James Harden said, hey, we're not winning here. I'm up out of here and I'm going yeah. to Brooklyn and there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> he right? Did. He strong on them big time. Dame got to do the same thing. Right. 
Well, we can't talk about championships or at least lack thereof without talking about the Clippers because they were supposed to win one by now and we're still waiting. So hopefully their new stadium goes ahead and helps them out in that situation. They are set to get a new one in Inglewood right near the L.A. Rams where they play in the 2024-2025 season. And last week, we got a first look at it, and it's actually really sick. I guess that's what happens when Steve Ballmer is your owner, right? The tech guys go ahead and and make an impression. And speaking of impressions, what was your first impression of the stadium? Man, amazing. Um, I feel like, uh, and uh, number one, too, I love owners like him because it seems like he does what it takes for the players to, you know, really feel appreciated, you know, and the one thing I can say about that arena, I, I think it's going to turn some heads, and I loved it. And you know, and it, it seemed like um, P, uh, Paul George and Kawhi liked it as well. While they were sleeping, <laughs> but other than that, I think it was good. My thing is, it's <laughs> like it's a five good. billion dollar, or no, it's a one point, it's a one point right, eight billion dollar right. arena. You couldn't have afforded to get it's like crazy. Snoop Dogg to perform, right? Like, something that right. speaks to your demographic and, and, right. and the players the on your team. I had right. no idea who the hell that was, right, but right. listen, Kawhi and PG uh, right, were right. like, but "Get me the out, hell out of here! I'm just them. here so I won't get fined. <laughs> I, I'm just here so I won't get fined." The new arena is cool and all, but I need to know what kind of food they' about to have up in that joint. What what, what they gonna have on the menu? I'm I'm hungry already. They should do it like um, the Falcons do, where everything is like reasonably priced, where like I think nothing is more than $10. Ooh, oh, the only dead. thing that sucks is football that, is on dead. Sundays and Chick-fil-A is always closed. So that's an irrelevant stand to right. have. But the food at right. the Falcons um, stadium, you know, they go ahead and they price it pretty reasonably, which is actually always yeah. great because chicken tenders should not cost $25 at a basketball game. It's nah. crazy. Tell that to the folks at Barclays. And the last time I was at Barclays, this man wheelchairs his way up to the front, asked how much a water is. They said $6. My man said $6, turned around, wow, wheeled his way away. And what makes it even worse is that they take the cap so you can't throw them at the players. But then it's like, damn, you may have to make sure you finish. You got to make sure you finish all that water because you paid six dollars for it. You can't even take it back to the crib if you don't uh, right. because there's no cap on it. Right. It's absolutely it's crazy. crazy. But look, you can't <laughs> talk Clippers without talking Lakers. That's a rivalry. That's a beef, you know, just like yeah. much like the Knicks and the sure. Nets. Does this new stadium or arena rather go ahead and take the Clippers and their fan base to the next level, or is it just forever Lakers territory? I think we see who the real Lake, who the real Clippers fans are now, right? Because you can pull up to Staples Center just because you know what I'm saying it's this is where the Lakers play. We're gonna go there just because. But when you have your own stadium, you're able to kind of build your own culture within that stadium, your own game day culture, right? Like the Nets and how they have their DJ there, if they had to play at the same arena as the Knicks, they'd have the organ, right? They'd have that same guy playing the same stuff. Now you've got, you know what I'm saying, DJ Jung. That's my guy. He's doing his thing. So I'm, I'm excited to see what the Clippers look like in their new stadium. I just don't think it's going to help them beat the Lakers. Yeah, I feel the same way. Like, from a business standpoint, you guys are going to think I'm crazy. I think they might have should have just stayed in the Staples Center because, like like Chris is saying, Ooh. some some people were – it's messed up, but some people were just going because it was the Staples Center. You get what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I feel like it might hurt them, like Chris was saying, where some fans now, it's like, it's not the same. Like, it's, it's like, what is it? Like, we're going to really see, and I hope 
that they really tap into the culture in LA because if they do this wrong, it's just going to be a real a real bad vibe in there for for basketball games. All those people going into those Clippers games better make sure you're not when you leave yeah. that game, you're not stepping outside in downtown yeah. LA. Okay, you're in Inglewood. You got to be careful. Don't yeah. do anything crazy nice. and don't try to pop off. Don't start nice. none, won't be none because you are not in the Staples Center anymore. Yeah, Inglewood nice. does not play that. So Inglewood was good. Uh, I don't see anybody <laughs> on a t-shirt. And speaking of, you know, basketball always, <laughs> but, you know, what's also good or also homes, if you will, my new home, Sports Illustrated, my, my second home, because this is my other home. Hey, shout out to, can we clap uh, it up one time thanks, for guys. Us? That's massive. <laughs> That's massive. That's massive. Thank Congratulations. You. Well, they unveiled their annual NBA 100 list, and number 100 oh, through brother. 51 was revealed yesterday. And some notables on the list include Jordan Clarkson at 100, Anthony Edwards 77, Lamelo Ball 51. Um, some people were missing. <laughs> and um, I'm not pleased about it. You know, my guy R.J. Barrett was not on the list. Obviously, he's not going to make 50 and up because he's just not in that caliber of a player yet. But I have a problem with this. And here's why. I think to put somebody like Jonathan Isaac, who didn't even play last season, somebody like Larry Nance Jr., somebody like Tyrese Halliburton, who is not on a playoff contending team, over R.J. Barrett, who is on the playoff contender New York Knicks, is the secondary scorer to all-star Julius Randle, MIP Julius Randle, and not to mention who has increased his field goal and three-point shooting percentage by 5%. To not even put him on the list is absolutely asinine, and it's blasphemy, and I have a problem with all of it. You know, Ash, I am I am inclined to agree with you a bit uh, on the RJ bit. I, I do think he's a top 100 player, especially when you consider guys that are in the top 100 that maybe shouldn't be there, that didn't even really play last season. Um, to your point, I think Jonathan Isaac, when healthy, is a top 100 player. Um, but what RJ Barrett was able to do last year, um, as you said, secondary score to Julius Randle, and you could really just see the evident growth in his game from year one to year two. And that's why I think another guy that was left off the list was Kevin Herter. Um, just his ability to supplement Trey Young's scoring ability uh, in Atlanta. I thought that was really tough. And shout out to LaMelo Ball, rookie of the year, 51 already. Like, where, where they do that? You know, LeVar Ball might be on to something. I have to ask Lethal this because I think that also, you know, people ignore the fact that RJ has drastically changed his game from when he first got to New York. And New York is an extremely hard place to play. I have been at the mm -hmm. Garden. They are not afraid. And when I say they, I mean the fans are not afraid to boo their own. If you are not playing to how they, to the caliber in which they expect you to play, they will boo you. And RJ got that firsthand. I am going to go as far as saying that I think the time away from fans in terms of them being at games was so beneficial to RJ's game that it really just helped him take it to the next level without all of the accessities of just having people and that energy around you. Because now you can see, even throughout the course of a game, RJ, what makes him so special and him being so young is just, it just blows your mind that he's able to do this, is that he could be having a terrible game from tip-off. And if he wants... Play by play, he chips away at it. What happened in the past is in the past. He's always looking towards the future. He's never getting rattled. He never gets antsy. He never gets frustrated or flustered. And I think to not put him on a list like this is just an also is a slap in the face to a mentality that a lot of guys his age and older do not have. 
No, I agree 100%. You know, his his ability at a young age to block out a crowd like that, it's like playing in Philadelphia. You know, like you guys were saying about different players. In, in certain cities, if you're not built strong, it will break you down. And the one thing that RJ showed us last season, he, he's built for this. Um, his ability to shoot the basketball last season, going left, going right, his ability to finish, going to the basket, his free throws, his ability um, to run the lane, his athleticism, he deserves to be in the top 100. And and once we say, like we said before, you know, all due respect, respectively, like we always say, whoever's making these lists, please show their picture and show their Instagram or something so we can talk <laughs> to them as well. Like the fans need to know, or are you doing these type of lists just to mess with us knowing that um, that these lists are just bad, you know, and, and shout out to the the New York Knicks organization like Worldwide and Leon. These guys have put the infrastructure around their young players to succeed. When I was going in a Knicks facility, I can't make this up. It would be sometimes like 10 o'clock at night. This guy's going there um, with, with his team to work on certain stuff. I'm like, damn, it's, <laughs> this yeah. young kid, he's, he's really trying to be great. You know what I mean? So that's stuff that he's not even posting in his stories. That's stuff that he's not even publicly saying, but it's been times that I was in that facility late at night and he's in there working on his game. It's, it takes a a special type of player to thrive under Tibbs, right? Because Tibbs will break you down. Tibbs will have you questioning whether you still want to play this. <laughs> and RJ, and RJ in, got, in load management at all. Exactly, like, exactly. And, and RJ done got better under that type of, I mean, it, it, he, I think he's a top 100 player. Is he high on that top 100? Probably not. not, not but no, I not think yet. he belongs on that list for sure. The last of our three on five, topic number five, nobody loves their country quite like Manny Pacquiao. He right. wears hey. the Philippines with pride and he so has do I. announced. Shout out to my people. Okay, that's what's up. Folks. Stop playing, yeah. Listen, and he announced that he is running for president of mm. the Philippines, which begs uh. the question, WNBA, NBA, just sports person in general, who do you feel would make a good president? Chris, I'm gonna start with you. Sheesh. Um, <laughs> can we can we have Obama back? That's a sports person right there. Can we get Obama back? Nah. Um, I think if I had to vote for someone um, that would be a good president, uh, I think Garrett Temple would probably be the guy. Garrett Temple is mm. just like as professional as button up as they come. Um, got a chance to cover him in Brooklyn. I mean, just an amazing dude. Always had his head is on right. Always is trying to do well for other people. Uh, was a leadership in the MBPA, uh, that'd probably be the guy that I, I give my vote. That man is, he, that's that's a solid dude right there. Yeah. I, I, I probably have to go with The Rock. Like, I feel nice. like, nice. like The like Rock, like Rock is prepared for these type of moments. I feel like he's not going to be one side. I feel like he's going to be for, you know, equality, for helping everybody needs to be helped. I feel like if we picked anybody in sports uh, to go to, you know, to be president of the United States, I'm going with The Rock. I think I'm going to go ahead no and Knicks, go... No Knicks, please, Ashley. No Knicks, no, please. No, 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 no. I'm them. not. I would, go, I would go Magic Johnson. Oh, okay. he is good. I feel like Magic yeah. has the personality. I right. think that he's likable. But I think yeah. also people don't realize outside of the game of basketball and being a Boss. Hall of Famer and one of the, one of the legends and, and the GOATs, People don't realize that he is a really, really sharp business mind. And he was responsible for bringing a lot of businesses into black neighborhoods. And I think that, you know, that kind of, you know, economic leadership would be something that we drastically have needed. So Amen. my vote would be for Magic 
Johnson. Listen, Magic, I will run your campaign if you want to go ahead and make that move. Let me know. I'm the crying. cookie will be our first lady. I would love it. I'm, I'm here for it. I'm actually it. crying. Listen, I, 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 I second that, but if we if Magic Johnson is president, we got to take his Twitter away. He cannot tweet <laughs> oh, anymore. Sure. He cannot tweet ever. I can't yeah. imagine what well, his no, tweet because be if, like. if, if, if homie last who sat in the White House the last time didn't get his Twitter taken away, we gonna keep Magic. These are facts, We're not but gonna do that. homie from the last time is on a different level that we ain't even gonna talk about. He shouldn't have had a Twitter to begin with. Cool, that does it for three on five. Let's see what's popping on the timeline. You know what time it is. It's time to scroll down the timeline. It's on the TL. We call this segment On the Timeline. NBA Twitter, and really social media in general, is a ridiculous place. We're here to highlight all of it and give you our take on some of the most polarizing content that came up on our timelines. So let's start here, right? So here's something I didn't know. Anthony Davis is now married baptized and he's also an r&b singer i, I mean the, the man threw a wedding party that everybody saw on social media and and i mean i'm not gonna I, i'll just admit it i wish i was there right it looked like a whole lot of fun he got baptized he's officially dominican que lo que. <laughs> how que do you officially que. become dominican i didn't know you could you, be like you, crowned you, you marry into the dominican family and and the dominican culture just baptizes you that's just what happens i mean we've all wanted to be there right i didn't really see it as did, did you see it i definitely caught it they they had adele out there in 4k dropping it like it was hot <laughs> it was sensational you know i love my rolling in the loud girl but she oh, definitely is down with all the shenanigans and i love it her and rich paul <laughs> are the couple we never saw coming but somehow is the couple we all needed i'm absolutely here mm. for all of it but yeah it looked like it looked like a really fun wedding you know brody was there obviously lebron was there um dudley was there it was a cool vibe i didn't get the invite but that's cool <laughs> you know Me neither. I don't. I don't know about. I don't know about everybody else, but it it definitely was an interesting lineup of of people. And although that wedding looked really good, I would have to say if I was going to be invited to somebody's wedding, actually it already happened, and I was really jealous I didn't get that invite. Was Damian Lillard's wedding? His wedding was insane. He had Tevin Campbell there. The legend. Can we talk? Oh, Tevin legend. Campbell was there. It was <laughs> oh, listen. Goodness. That wedding looks. That wedding looked like the perfect mix. Of yeah. like Oakland just shenanigans meets right. like R&B vibes of the 90s. Right. It was the perfect hybrid. It was like blow the whistle and then can we talk? You know what I mean? <laughs> I loved all Listen, of it. Listen, Dame's level, I might want to amend my president pick, right? I might have to choose Dame as president. Go pick Dame. The way, the way he's run Portland, <laughs> I, I might want him to run the U.S. But but getting back to weddings, <laughs> Lethal, you know what I'm saying? You you're, you work with a lot of these players, yeah. right? You know them off the floor. Who's NBA player wedding would you want to go to? Ooh. I don't, I, I don't know who I have to pick with that, but let me... Because he's I have like, to I've been to you. them all. Yeah, I've, I've been to Humble a lot. Brag, but the one, the one thing that I can say about the weddings, it, it's fun to go to see them just be themselves. Like 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 Ash was saying, like how Dane was just free and how Anthony Davis was singing to his wife and just free. That's something we don't see because they're always uptight. So, I mean, I know he just had it, but from what I've seen so far, it looked like Dane Jones was popping. Like that, I mean, probably because I grew up in the nineties. You know what I love about weddings too. You yeah. know what I, you know what I just said. I love about the whole like singing to your wife or your girlfriend. There is nothing that tells you I'm sprung quite oh like God. a man singing, singing. a love song. Yeah. 
to yeah. a girl. That yeah. is the clear just indication that you got him, sis. When he yeah. starts singing those 90s and those early 2000 love songs to you in the car or at the party, the function, mm-hmm. the crib, you got him. Get him for everything he has. Yeah. He is yours and he's wrapped around your finger. Wow. <laughs> Look at this. Jesus. Look at this. <laughs> Look at this. Look, we got to take Ash's mic away from here. Listen, I'm going to speak because Little Lane want to say I'm kidding, it. but I'm I, not. I know exactly whose wedding I want to go to. Who? I'm, I'm going to Lou Will's wedding. You <laughs> feel me? <laughs> Lemon Pepper Lou. I need the invite, Lou. You're going to be waiting a while for that wedding. You're going to be waiting a while. No, he's he's listening. Lou going to have Don Juan pull up. Lou going to have everybody <laughs> and their friends pull up. I need the invite. Right. What's going on, Lou? Right. He's going to have Lemon Pepper Lou. It's going to be in Lou Willville. <laughs> Facts. Oh, man. Let's move on. And, and this is a topic that, that touches me really in my heart. You feel me? Because I went to HBC. I'm a Hampton grad. Shout outs to Hampton. The real HU. Number one, we smoked Howard. Whoa, I don't want to hear anybody whoa. ever say. I don't ever want to hear anybody say Howard is better than Hampton. We smoked them by 16. At they crib. Shout out <laughs> to Howard everybody that went to Howard. Howard been good at football. That's not saying much. But uh-uh. HU is Howard. Here's what you. Here's what you fail to recognize. They've never been good at anything. Right. <laughs> so so all, we, need to, we, need to, we need to. We need to. We need to. Did you? Did you? Where did you? My did you dad go to college, is a, My dad is an HU alumni. Oh, HU. My condolences. You know. Shout my out to the Bison's. And <laughs> my, everyone my knows that Howard is known for the homecoming and nothing oh, else. Oh yeah. <laughs> there it is. See on the record, Howard is an amazing homecoming. You know who else has an amazing Amazing homecoming. J.R. Smith is about to have the time of his life, right? He's in college right now out in North Carolina, and he's just live tweeting everything, talking about professors, talking about learning about African-American history, all of this. Ashley, what do you think it would be like to to be in a class and look over and you see some six, see some six, seven dude, and it's J.R.? What what would that be like for you? I'm geeked. First of all, I love (laughs) anything is possible, J.R. Smith. Um, obviously, he played for the Knicks, so I always support once a Nick, always a Nick. But I really love that Jr. is kind of experiencing college for the first time, and we're getting it. We're getting to experience it with him. It's so nostalgic for the people who have gone to college and graduate, or even if you didn't graduate. All the things that he's saying are so realistic. I remember being a freshman and just walking into the dining hall and being like, "Okay, yeah, this is lit. This is it." This is it. We here. We here. Or the struggle of like waking up on time for classes or just like realizing like lecture classes are like four hours long and you're like, yo, is this class ever going to end? I think it's so dope that we're able to get like this just virtual diary from him. And I think it's really cool overall that he went back to further his education and to complete, you know, his college experience that he didn't get to do. It's just it's just really cool to see. And I love it. And, and the tweets are absolutely hilarious. Right. Some of these tweets, I'm going to read them for y'all. Some of these tweets on (laughs) September 14th, my head is spinning from all this knowledge. Next day, 75 out of 75 on the African history quiz. Shout out (laughs) to him. And another one through week five of school. I am proud to say I'm working towards a 4.0 GPA. Goals of being on the champs chancellor's list are in sight. What? He's so Lethal. proud, too. He I is. love how proud it's, he is. This is amazing. You, you really love to see it. Lethal, as a former student athlete, do, do you have any words for, for JR? I mean, it's going to be the best time of your life. And, and like you guys are saying, it's, it's pretty dope to see. He just looks like he's smiling again. You know what right. I mean? He looks like he's having a good time again. Like, when, if you watch him on his live and when you watch him on his post now, he's just enjoying life. You know, I saw... Right. 
you know, they, they sung him happy birthday the other day and all this type of stuff. And it's just it's just good to see athletes smile because people don't know it's not easy being a professional athlete. And it seems like, you yeah. know, he, he was chasing the game so much uh, towards the end of his career. You know, sometimes you forget who you are. And I think going back to play golf, especially at a prestigious uh, college he's at right now, and I think it's going to help Jr. really find what he wants out of life. And I'm really happy for him, man. I, and it just shows other people. You know, in life, you know, if, if one thing doesn't work, it's okay. Go do something else. And one of his goals is he wanted to be he wants to play golf. He wants to get an education. And shout out to JR, man. I'm a, I'm extremely proud of him. Man. I'm a I'm a big fan already of him because me and him are good friends. But now this is just a good example of that you can do anything you want with your life. Yeah, right. it's super yeah. dope. You know, I yeah. I know JR from New York as well. And yeah. it's just it's really cool to see him kind of get this new chance at a new life you know what i mean yeah. like when you're an athlete it just takes so much of your time and when you're a student athlete don't let those ncaa commercials that they used to run back in the day fool you guys okay it's hard it's a lot harder yeah. than it makes they made it seem and also you don't have that big of a smile on your face when you're doing no. it that is cap don't believe the hype it's not real but I do think that it's really cool to kind of see him get this new, um, you know, resurgence in his life. And yeah. I think it's also really dope is that he's trying to kind of bury all the, you know, negativity and stuff that may have followed him from back right. in the day. Especially, you know, when it was all the Henny jokes and him making the mistakes and things like that. And he's really an opportunity to turn over a new leaf. And I'm here for it. I love people trying to better themselves. Same listen, here. listen, before we move on, I got three words of wisdom for J.R. Smith. You had an HBCU fried <laughs> Chicken Wednesdays. Feel me? <laughs> Everywhere. Every HBCU got them. I know you probably already hit the calf. Don't miss out. It's game changer. All right. Next up, we can't have on the timeline without talking about LeBron, who just always finds his way subtweeting some way, somebody, one way or another. But here he is on Twitter, September 17th. Why do so many ball players work on stuff they're never going to use mm. in the game? Serious question annoys me a tad with the little thinking face emoji. I mean, I I'm going to kick this off to you, Ashley. Do you who do you think this man is talking about? Because that is real pointed, and I got a feeling he is, he is subtweeting somebody in particular. I mean, he may be talking about Drake and Tory Lanez, because I don't know what the hell they were doing <laughs> in the gym. Like, Yo. was it a photo shoot? Was it a video oh, shoot? Man. What sport were they even playing? Because it sure as hell was not basketball. Listen, I know Tory. I knew Tory Lanez was short. I didn't know he was that short. He like a oh man. He looked, but my thing is, it's like Drake has on Drake has on sweatbands on his ankles. He's got on a headband. He's got on the AI sleeve. Like, what else do you need? You want rings, a watch, a bracelet, a chain? Like, why are you wearing so much stuff to play oh ball? That, but that's besides the point. He clearly wasn't talking about um, Drake, because Drake's never actually going to play in a professional basketball game. But I have no idea who the hell he was talking about. But I will tell you, I feel this tweet 100% in every depth of my soul. I even feel like that when it comes to bat, um, to football. When I see like running backs lifting up cars or dragging them down the street, Saquon, I'm talking about you. You know damn well you don't do that in a game. Okay, you know damn well that's unnecessary. You know nobody in the National Football League weighs that much. You'll never have to drag them that far, and it's never going to be a conducive or a rather a equal 
um, equivalency to what you have to deal with in a game. You guys need to stop doing these things when you jump out of pools and land on the edge. It's a good way to break your <laughs> ankle or bust your Achilles. Just go ahead, go in the gym, and just do regular schmegular stuff, and it's okay. And John Morant felt me because he even responded to that LeBron tweet and was like, yeah, I need, I need answers too because y'all look crazy, and I feel you. Stop doing it. Just stop. I, I am crying. It's, this whole conversation kind of reminds me about when Devin Booker was complaining about getting double teamed in practice, right? Like, don't you want to be able to get double? Don't you want to be able to be better at reading those doubles? Lethal, do, do you have players No, he was that talking are, about in a pickup game, wasn't he? Pickup, pickup. Pickup, wherever yeah. it is. If you're playing anywhere and you get, that's a sign of respect, I would think, right? If someone said, <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a chance for you to be like, okay, well, he's doubling from now. Kobe would have, st- uh, R.I.P. Kobe. Kobe, Kobe would have enjoyed the challenge of being double teamed wherever he was at triple teamed at any time. Kobe was playing at Rucker like it was the NBA Finals. He, had, he wanted all the smoke. He didn't care Listen. where he was. You were getting buckets, okay? Oh, man. R.I.P. Lethal, do you, do you ever train players who, well, maybe you think they're doing too much and you need to show them, that, hey, that's not your game. This is your game. Is that is that part of the balance that goes into being a, a trainer with these pro athletes? Yeah, well, the good thing about my sessions, we, we don't go over uh, stuff that you won't do in the game. That's why you got to watch film and get guys prepared on um, the points and where they're going to shoot, how they're going to shoot it in the system. And I agree with LeBron 100%. You know, some of these guys, some of the stuff they post, all due respect, it's like, come on, bro, you're not about to be shooting threes. You're not about to be shooting step backs or side steps. Whatever system you in, just post that. If you, Because, you know, in today's world, if you don't post it, people are going to say you're not doing it. So I am glad, to be honest with you guys, the NBA guys are starting to post more of their sessions. Because, you know, guys at first, they were acting all cool, like, I don't want to post. But now you know those guys are posting. But some of these guys are posting things that they'll never do in their career. Ever. You right. know what I mean? And, and, and all due respect to some of the bigs in the NBA. I know the, the, the game is stretched <laughs> out, that people have to shoot threes. But some of these bigs, too, it's like... I know you have to work on your jump shot, but some of these bigs don't need to shoot at all. You know what I mean? And I and I think LeBron is just to the point. Um, I don't know who he's talking about, which player in general, but you know, work on what's going to get you better. You know what I mean? So you know, I, I respect LeBron for speaking up on his platform, and that's why we like him because the one thing about LeBron, he's not going to hold his tongue. Lethal said, "Stop shooting." <laughs> Stop right. shooting. That, that reminds me of when we saw, I think it was Dwight Howard, one offseason trying to shoot threes or practicing shooting threes. Lethal, you ever get guys like that and you kind of got to give them a reality? Do you ever deny people shooting sessions because they should not be shooting jump shots in games? Well, I, I trained Dwight um, when he played for the Hawks and they wanted to extend him out to the mid-range. And that's why I was a part of his sessions there. When, when he's shooting threes right now, um, that's that's more like Lakers and stuff. But I do agree some players need to step out to the mid-range and some players here and there. I would say if it's 10 games for a center and you get a wide-open three in 10 games, you might not take those 10 wide-open threes. You might take one or two if the coach allows it. So, you know, I feel like the way Dwight's been shooting and the way other certain bigs have been shooting here and there, I think that they should shoot the basketball. But there are some bigs that we see in the summertime. They're posting these videos like they're Kyrie Irving. And it's like, come on, man. Like, you don't need to be doing all these these Devin Booker combos to get to a jump shot. You know what I mean? So You don't have the yeah. gravitas. Yeah. Right. You don't, don't have, have do, the gravitas. Have to, they they right. don't have so, the facilities. You don't have to do all that, man. So, man, I appreciate for Braun for saying that. Because I know if I say that, if I say half of the stuff I want to say on my Twitter, it'll like, oh, you know, lethal's hating. And that's why I love that LeBron said it. Because, you know, when LeBron said it, it's going to make other people think like, damn, I... 
I probably hey, am. Do- if you doing ever too have much. something you need to get off your chest, you can tweet it to me or Chris, and we will Facts. absolutely put that out there for you. Go I'll ahead put it in the I'll put the text. in the Daily News. You know the vibes <laughs> already. I will say know. on Sports Illustrated. If you ever got something you need to just get off your chest, you oh, have our man. number. I am never afraid to throw some smoke or shade <laughs> on a Twitter timeline. Speaking about dropping buckets, it's time to crown the first certified bucket of the week. Verified with our stamp of approval, it's the certified bucket of the week. Each episode, our crew will give out flowers to three ballers we deem worthy of the certified stamp of approval. I'll get it started. My certified bucket of the week is Erica Willer. To be honest with you guys, I did not know her handle was that tight. Uh, she got people falling on their face. Uh, she snatched somebody last week. I think the girl went out of bounds. Um, so <laughs> she's, de- she's definitely my certified bucket. Shout out to you. I'm a big fan of you. I, I need to follow you, by the way. I did creep your page uh, before I picked you. And I want to say you, you're amazing. So everybody out there, make sure you go check out her page and check out her game because the WNBA right now is is next level. Make sure you're watching the WNBA. I'm a big fan of Erica Wheeler. I actually interviewed her for one of the episodes in my show this yeah. season Super dope, really just cool energy. Like she's a vibe. She dropped Sue Bird and then she dropped Shorty Facts. like three days later. She slid under the basket. Like it was incredible. I got a question for you. Did you feel bad that it was Sue Bird? I did. I mean, I did. you never want to see your legends go out like that, <laughs> but I mean, it's she ain't just get dropped. She, she went put face her in the down. Bl- she put her in the blender. She went face down. <laughs> she put her knees in the hit blender. the ground. It, it sounded like an injury. I was like, nah. yo, that's that can't be Sue. She put her that in the blender, be but the one, the one three days later was crazy because yeah, it was crazy. like Shorty thought she had it. And then she fell back and slid under the basket (laughs) and she watched the ball like it was out of control. Like, honestly, like that's something like if that happens to you at the park, you just got to pick up your stuff and leave. Like it's, (laughs) it's time to go home. You can't you can't come back here. I'm starting to campaign for Erica Wheeler on the celebrity all-star game this year because we need her to be taking some ankles and i think she would she would violate somebody out there and cool fact about her in case you didn't if anybody didn't know she's actually Mm -hmm. the first undrafted wnba player to make the wnba all-star game hey yeah clap it up congratulations we love to see um she's just mad cool like i loved her energy definitely respect the w they're doing some incredible things over there they're playing incredible basketball they definitely do not get the respect that they deserve Mm -mm. and i think you know lisa you can speak to this you know we like to marvel at all the theatrics of the nba but if you look at the W, they play fundamental basketball. basketball. And if you are a true basketball aficionado, you right. can't help but respect that. Right. And I, I've been trying to tell people that for years, but people think I'm crazy. Like, I love the NBA. You know what I mean? I love that platform. But the the type of basketball that's being played in the WNBA, i much rather a kid watch that here and there to just make sure they stay well grounded. Because the stuff that's happening in the NBA, you got to be a select few if you're teaching your kid a certain way. So... I mean, shout out to the WNBA as well, because the media, everybody's been doing a good job of 
um, making that gap smaller to give them the publicity they deserve. Like, like for instance, sure. Britney is doing all these one hand dunks that are hard and it doesn't even get posted. And then when it does get posted, it's grown men hating like, oh, she's supposed grown to dunk. She said, it's like, stop being a hater. If, if you feel like you're better than her, maybe hit her up in a DM and play her one on one on live and see if you be her. I hate that <laughs> because I remember I interviewed Charlie the season, the episode before Erica's yeah. from the Dallas Wings. And she, you know, made that statement like, I think we play basketball the correct way. That's no shade to the NBA, but Absolutely. we play fundamentally beautiful basketball. Yes. And if you want your kid, your son, your daughter to learn how to play basketball in its truest and purest form, bring Absolutely. them to a W game. And people right. were like ripping her like on her neck. And I'm just like, that's how I know you guys watch basketball for clicks and not yeah. because you're actual fans and fundamentalists of the game. Cause you don't know what you're talking about and you sound crazy. Absolutely. Listen, there's a few people on that Sports Illustrated Top 100 that cannot beat Diana Taurasi one on one, right? She I know different. that for facts. She, she, she's, she's a savage, she's and so different. are you, bro. You are my <laughs> certified bucket of the week, son. I don't know where this. I number one, if you don't follow Lethal Shooter on Instagram, do yourself a favor what and do that doing? right now. This man is the trick shot king, right? And and. When when did you when did this happen? This happened last week. This happened a couple uh, days ago. Yeah, uh, Saturday. Speaking of things you'll never do in an actual basketball game. Facts. This no. man gets two pickup trucks. He puts an <laughs> entire basket in the back of one pickup truck, and then he steps into the back of the other pickup truck, and they're driving. I don't know how fast. Maybe twenty miles an hour About 15 down the lane. 20 15, miles an 15 hour. to twenty miles an 25. hour. And he's trying to shoot. I'm gonna assume it looked like probably close to a three. Right, maybe a little bit shorter than a three. He's yeah. trying to shoot threes or or long twos from one pickup truck into a rim that's in another pickup truck, and he starts making them. Bro, I need you to tell me what happened here. How, number one, how did this come about? What killed me, though, even like in between all of that, like he was bricking them up at first. Let's be honest. Right. Let's let's be yeah. honest. Yeah. And right. then he started hitting them. But in between that, the cameraman. The cam- that's where he got his strength from. He got his strength from the from the injuries from the cameraman. The poor yeah. cameraman took a fumble as he was recording. All you saw was the camera like moving around and just hearing the fall. And I was like, this poor man just fell was like, 15 miles It was like the hour. cameraman got chased down by some zombies all, all you saw was him like, at the ground this, it really looked like what the cameraman on Maury should look like but they never fall like <laughs> that's what it looked like yes that's how fast he was that's how fast he was going and I felt like you were saying Ash uh, people think these type of things are so easy and um, when I first started if you notice Ash you see I post my misses you know how mm-hmm. some people say I love oh that. people yeah. people he only posts his man no I post the full thing so you can see like you know it takes me a second to adjust but once I figure out the feel, the wind, on how the truck are moving, or how the pressure from wherever it's coming from, once I lock in, I'm not going to miss as much. And that was probably top three, one of the hardest things I've ever done. And then, you know, like you said, uh, Chris, a lot of people say, well, are you doing that because that's that's for basketball? No, I'm not going to put <laughs> DeAndre Jordan on the back of a truck to work on his free throws and we're going 25 miles an hour. Like, yeah. that's crazy to me. I do that because I like to show my creativity. So I appreciate you, Chris for making me your certified bucket of the week but brother stay tuned because what I got planned next like we're going to we're going to definitely shut down the internet with this next one now now listen i just want to know what the hardest part of that trick shot was was it adjusting to the wind did you have to shoot to the left because you're going you're driving right. like how did that how did that work yeah so at first uh like you guys saw in the video i just kept 
I was shooting. Like people say, oh, well, the physics of Newton, if you put everything Not the at the physics same of speed, Newton. And it's like, like, no, it wasn't that. Because hey, both, both were going at the same speed, Chris. But as you guys know, if I shoot straight, it's still going to veer off. Yeah. So it looks like I'm shooting straight, but I was giving it a little left, like you said. And once I figured that out, if you notice the jab step one, I'm like, ah, ah. I'll, you start I'll getting go. into your bag. Oh, I start I getting into it. my can bag. I, can but... I just tell you how much I hate Twitter and Twitter trolls and social media trolls? Yeah. Y'all are really talking about the, the physics of Newton trying to dissect this man's. It was on me. Saying, you know what? I'm telling you right now, that truck's going slower than the other. Oh, like, if man. you don't shut your miserable ass up. We don't <laughs> condone this. So if anybody does this, it's not because we did it. If you can do anything I've done, go try it. You get what I mean? Fox. <laughs> yeah, go try it. I'm here uh, for I really, it. I really don't want to go to Ashley's certified bucket. <laughs> I really do not. But it's written in the script. And I'm, I'm contractually obligated to throw my co-host an alley-oop. <laughs> so Ashley, why don't you go ahead and tell us who your certified bucket of the week is? I just want to go on ahead and start off my certified bucket of the week by saying, "How about them cowboys?" Oh my god! Oh my, god. <laughs> my Dallas Cowboys. My oh listen, LeBron James knows what I'm talking about because he's a Dallas Cowboy fan too. Sometimes, sometimes he's a Cleveland Browns fan. It depends on the day. But oh my goodness. <laughs> Listen, we finally got a win against the L.A. Chargers, and it is all credit to the man who missed multiple field goals against Tampa Bay. He went ahead and, you know, what's the word? He redeemed himself yeah. in this game against the Chargers with kicking a 56-yard field goal unnecessarily because Mike McCartney does not know how to want to go ahead and manage a clock but that's a different Jeez. conversation <laughs> shout out to Greg Zerline for going ahead and securing the win for them boys like I said unnecessarily because Mike McCartney fumbled or almost fumbled the bag your man you got a timeout use it call it spike oh, the ball man. get the ball closer so he doesn't have to kick a 56 year a 56 yard field goal that's basic Madden one on one i do that in madden you don't need to go ahead and make it more difficult mike that's like the time he had a a challenge flag in his pocket and never went mm -hmm. ahead and reached into his pocket and threw it but look mm -hmm. greg came in saved the day one-on-one -on -one. we're gonna go ahead and face the eagles on monday we're gonna go, go we're going bird hunting and i'm here for it. i'm excited it's a good day to be a cowboys fan and like i said how about them cowboys <laughs> I, I wish that i could be just as enthusiastic about my new york jets Yikes. But I can't be. We're, uh, the Jets media is now asking our rookie quarterback if he's seeing ghosts because <laughs> Sam Darnold once saw ghosts and it might be a thing. We're now 0-2. Probably going to be 0-3 next week. Pray for me, y'all. This is tough. You, you, you guys will be good in a few years, bro. Hey, we've been saying that. We've been saying that for a few years, bro. <laughs> I want to be good now. I'm trying to be. I'm trying to make the playoffs before I go full gray. Oh, ah, man. Well, you might want to go ahead and jump ship to a different team because uh, I can't you know, do it. I'm loyal like Dame. Dame. You feel me? Mm -hmm. I'm loyal like Dame. Well, listen, Dame is a bucket, and we also have a little segment we like to call Bucket List. Really quick before we dip. Let's check off the bucket list. So before we wrap each show, we're going to go ahead and touch on a bunch of quick topics in the sports and culture world as we do. So let's do our best Steve Nash running gun. Y'all ready? Mm-hmm. 
All right, let's do it. So the Milwaukee Bucks went ahead and hired a play-by-play announcer, and she goes by the name of Lisa Byington. Yes, Lisa will be the first woman to handle full-time play-by-play duties for a major men's professional sports team. I absolutely love this. As a woman on this panel, as a woman in sports, I am here for it. We need more women in sports. But I wish it were not for the Milwaukee Bucks, and I will tell you why. (laughs) They blocked me on Twitter. What? The Milwaukee Bucks, I am blocked from their Twitter. I found out during the NBA playoffs because I went to go ahead and view something on their page and I came to discover that I was blocked. Long story short, I used to work for the Miami Heat and I had reported on the fact that during the offseason, there were negotiations between Giannis and the Miami Heat. They were very close to making it happen. He was prepared to go ahead and sign a deal if all things manifested, which they did not as, you know, the basketball world happens. But I went ahead and I tweeted that out. Bucks fans never forgave me once Drew Holiday got up there and they were calling me a liar and all these things like that. But Mm. I'd be sunning their franchise and their fans on the regular basis. Because if you want to start some, I'm going to bring you the heat. Like I said, don't start none, won't be none. So I go ahead every time they come into my mentions, I send them on the regular schmegular. And I guess the Bucks caught caught wind of me disrespecting the fans and they blocked me. So could not I, could not be me. <laughs> Imagine gotta, getting blocked by an entire organization. I, I, I got to make some phone calls. Man. I, I let the social media guy look, man, I trained Bobby Portis and a few other uh, players on the team. Just let my homegirl take her out of uh, Twitter jail, But what's funny please. is they it's are so, whoever runs that Twitter page is super petty because I am not the only one who's blocked. There's like a long list of us who are blocked. <laughs> if you've ever said anything bad about the Milwaukee Bucks and it's gone viral, you yeah. are blocked from viewing their page from this point wow. forward. That is a that true is fact. Yeah, it's jokes. It, it happens. I stand it. You know what I'm saying? If you you going to be you and if somebody don't somebody don't like it, I'm here for it. So what? Too too That's bad. Cool. You 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 buy coastal. You you in Miami. You in you in New York. It's, you it's, don't need to be in Milwaukee. It's not anywhere. like I planned on on going to Milwaukee for vacation or anytime. Did soon, I just say so. Stan? I've never used that word in my life. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be all right. Shout outs to Milwaukee. Don't block me, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> From the NBA to the WNBA, the WNBA regular season has come to a close and the playoffs start officially on Thursday. Christian, who do you have winning the chip? You know, it's tough because the team that I really want to win uh, is not, they're really not going to win. That's that's the Dallas Wings. You know, I pull for the Dallas Wings because number one, they follow me on Twitter. Uh, and number two, they're <laughs> named after chicken wings. You feel me? Like who who don't want to see chicken wings win, an NBA, win, a, win a WNBA championship? But I, I don't think that's going to happen. So I, I'm pulling for my girl, Jaquel Jones. Uh, I think the Connecticut Sun have a, have a really good opportunity to uh, to win it all. You know what I'm saying? So I, I can't wait to see what they're going to do. And uh, that's my pick in these playoffs. Lethal, who you got? I got to go with... My homegirl, Skylar Phoenix. I love, I think they could do something. If they just, you remember they won that one course and they was just doing, doing, doing and they started losing. But I really think they're going to put it together because I really believe in Skylar and I really believe in that team. So I'm going to go with her uh, and Brittany and that mob right there because they, they got something special if they put it together the right way. Obviously, I would love the New York Liberty to win it. I just think that there are more talented teams this season that are going to go ahead and do that. I like the Aces. I think Las Vegas looks really nice. You have Asia Wilson. You have Liz. You have Kelsey Plum. You have Chelsea Gray. I mean, 
the really, really talented roster of players. They're almost like a super team. It's actually really sick how good they've looked. Um, I think they're the favorites to win it. I also think, you know, the Connecticut Sun have a really, really good chance of doing it as well. But look, the WNBA playoff season, postseason is, is really fun to watch. So they're definitely going to give us some entertainment for sure. I think this season going to be it's, it's going to be different. This playoff ought to be different. I'm excited to watch these games. Yeah, it's definitely gonna it's definitely gonna be a good one. The NBA is saying goodbye to a sniper. JJ Reddick announced mm-hmm. his retirement on a special episode of his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. Lethal, you are the shooter on this platform. JJ Reddick, his legacy, speak on it. Man, one of the best shooters of all time. Um, it's just, you know, all of us get old. You know what I mean? I try say he's old, but it's just like the NBA Hence is the old man at a and cer- the three. At a, yeah, at a certain pace right now. And then, but the good thing, I, th- I think you said it. I don't, I don't know if it's you, but somebody said, you know, you could come out of retirement. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He might have announced that he's retired, but we all know if one of these teams needs somebody to spread that floor, he's one of the people that can get the job done. So shout out to JJ Redick. I've always been a fan of his since the AAU days when I played for DC Assault. And he was playing um, AAU back in those days. And he's just, he's the ultimate professional, you know, and he's the... He's the guy, you know, if I have a son or something and I'm having him watch shooters, he's, it's him, Ray Allen, Clay Thompson, um, Steph Curry, uh, Ray, uh, Reggie Miller, those type of guys. J.J. Redick has, has set that platform to be one of the be- best shooters in NBA history, you know, For and sure. it's just I think he's done a great job. It's just, um, you know. Time is no joke, and now he, yeah. you know, he's just got a little older. I think, I think also with him, you know, outside of being a sniper in the game, I think something that I really like, you know, I'm, I'm not a Duke fan, I'm a, I'm a UNC fan, but I, I really love how the guys who come out of that program, they're great people. Man, like outside yeah. of being exceptional basketball players, they're just really, really great people. They're leaders, you know, they're great people to just learn from. It's it's a program that teaches you how to be a really great person, and I think that is something that J.J. Redick has always possessed. I've never heard anybody say, I wouldn't want J.J. Redick on my team, even, you know, right. as he got older. I remember there was an opportunity, possibility for him to join the Knicks, and people were saying, I would love J.J. Redick. And it's not because, you know, he's the youngest and the fastest anymore. It's because he is just a really great person with a lot of a locker room guy, just leadership. He's a guy that if you want to learn fundamentals from, if you want to learn from, J.J. Redick is that dude. And for all those reasons, I don't buy it. That man is not retiring. He is on an extended vacation. He is going to travel. He's going to be home with his family. And then he's going to sign with the two with one of the two teams in New York. I don't know if it's going to be the Nets. I don't know if it's going to be the Knicks. You think he's going to hit the Jay-Z line where he said, I didn't say I was retired. I said I was real tired. He's gonna, <laughs> exactly. He's going to come back. He's going to tweet out that Michael Jordan, I'm back. That's it. That's what he's gonna tweet oh, out one day. Man. He's gonna join. He's either going. He's gonna join one of these contenders. I don't buy it for a second. This man, he's bulletproof. His legacy as one of the best shooters of all time is bulletproof, except for the fact that he doesn't have a championship. I think That's he knows funny. that. I think he wants to win one. I think this is all smoke and mirrors. He's going to retire. He's going to unretire to join the Nets. And that's my alarm. So that must be time for me to stop talking. <laughs> well, listen, if we were going to go ahead and tweet something out, we would tweet out that we officially wrapped the first episode of Certified Buckets this season. Yes, Clap sir. Clap it up. How you guys feeling? Feels feel good. Great. You feel me? Feel great. I feel good. This is this is all right. You know what I'm saying? Why do you touch your, your, your waves when you say that? Nobody can yeah. see you. Listen, I, it's 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 become muscle memory at this point now. I just do it. I just I just touch my waves. You feel me? It's 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 a thing. 
I love it. Listen, you know, I wave. hate look at the, look between, at the wave I know the you waves, can see them. Between the waves and the Jalen Rose hairline, I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> oh my. listen. That's a compliment. Okay. Listen, Jalen Rose okay. has the complete, and for everybody who thinks it's fake, I just interviewed Jalen Rose, and that is 100% authentic. That is a yeah. real hairline, and it's really mm-hmm. pristine. It is perfect. Perfection. It's actually very concerning. I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> it's very scarily perfect. But that's a different. That's a topic for a totally different day. But Jalen Rose's hairline is is the work of the gods. But and apparently so is mine. Thank you very much. Actually, All right, stop touching it. Listen, stop touching it, ladies. If you see Chris in the streets, I'm sorry. I just gave him ammunition to fill himself wow. a little bit more. That's Listen. apologies. You can get at me at a later date and go ahead and air I'm your crying. grievances. We appreciate everybody rocking with us for our very first episode of Certified Buckets. Do yourself a favor and hit that subscribe button, rate five stars, drop a review. If you're listening on Apple, shoot your shot at social media. That's at Certified Buckets. No vowels because we are too cool for all of that. So no vowels in buckets. And when I say shoot your shot on social media, I don't necessarily just mean at me. I mean at everybody involved. So ladies, you can get at lethal you can get at chris you know it's free game over here can't get at me oh you off the you off the board you can't get at lethal sorry sorry girl for five years so i gotta say two kids Mrs. Gotta, Mrs. Oh, Mrs. Lethal, man. I apologize. Yo, Ashley tried to break up the household. Now we gotta get out of here. Ashley trying to get lethal in trouble. I've been told that I'm toxic. I apologize. I so ain't never seen nothing like it. <laughs> don't Yo, shoot the shot at lethal. You gotta, um, you gotta apologize. Chris, Chris is free game. But we definitely want to hear from you, regardless of whatever it is that you have to say. And if you come correct, you might just hear your comments on our next show. Until next week, we're out.